This week on the show, our pop culture references, we talk about the movie Coda and fortune cookies. It's June 2022, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back, everyone. I'm Linnea, and I'm joined by... Brian? That's me. And Evan? That's me. I always think you guys are going to say your names when I pause. Why, why would you think that? Because I'm like emotioning towards you, but you just you sit there in silence. We always follow the like same script for the start. Why wouldn't we? I don't know. Okay, what's our pop culture references? My pop culture reference is that it's not really like a pop culture thing, but like school's about to end. We only have one week left. So, I'm about to be a sophomore, and Evan's about to be a seventh grader. It's gonna suck for you. Woo! Why? (laughs) Seventh grade is the worst. Oh my god, what's happening? It's just, it's the middle. You're stuck there. That's the only reason it's bad? It'll be fun. Don't worry about it. I'm not worrying. I'm just confused. Okay, your turn. Uh, You're just gonna... (laughs) Okay. My pop culture reference for this week is that the first promo art for a new DLC for a popular horror game came out. What is it with you and horror games? (laughs) You never play them, but then you're like, yeah, popular horror games. I know a lot of stuff about horror games. Okay, Dad? (laughs) I watch a lot of horror game stuff on YouTube. So basically... Five Nights at Freddy's, which is a popular horror game franchise, created a game like during late 2021 called Security Breach. And basically that's just getting a new DLC. I It didn't really say anything about what was happening in it. It was just some cool art. The art for the game features not much really, so I did not learn that much from it. it it looks cool it has like a new character on it and then like one of the main rooms in the game just collapsed in on it itself so it's a game that takes place in a building or a room or what well the main game takes place in a singular like big mall building where you have to run away from a bunch of scary animatronics that progressively get more and more crippled throughout the game more crippled yeah, like they progressively fall apart and then eventually you murder them all and take out their parts. Oh, so it gets easier as you go along? No, it gets harder. But if they're getting crippled, that would make them easier, wouldn't it? No, not really. I guess I just don't understand these games. You don't, Dad. You don't. All right, well, my news is about a game, and it's a game that you've both heard of called Monument Valley. Remember that <gasps> one? Yay! So, I love that game. Yeah, it's a fun game. I was just thinking about it in the car. Oh, okay. Well, you'll be happy to know that it's uh, it's always been a mobile game up until now, but on July 12th, they're coming out with a PC version. Ooh. And since, it's a, since it was a mobile game, it's made for a tiny screen, but now they're coming out with a PC version, and they're calling it the widescreen edition, so that you're right. going to be able to see a lot more around the edges. And they were first worried about making it that way because they didn't think it would work, but apparently they, they liked the way it turned out. So there's going to be a, a special deal where you can get both games, Monument Valley 1 and 2. I don't think I've ever played 2. Yeah, me neither. You never got us 2. 
Yeah, so that might be kind of fun to get and review because it's a fun game. Mm -hmm. It's very unique. So yeah, that's coming out on July 12th. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's on Steam. We have Steam, right? Yeah, I think so. Cool. Now, on to the main topic of our show, the movie Coda. The film Coda, written and directed by Sean Hader, was released at the Sundance Film Festival in 2021 and was purchased for distribution by Apple TV. The movie is set on the coast of Massachusetts and tells the story of Ruby, a 17-year-old high school student who is the only hearing member of her family. Her mother, father, and brother are all deaf. Ruby spends her mornings helping with the family business, fishing, but longs for a time when she can escape to follow her passion, singing. The film stars Amelia Jones as Ruby, Marley Matlin and Tony Kasser as her parents, Jackie and Frank, Daniel Durant as Leo, Ruby's brother, and Eugenio Derbez as the choir director, Mr. V. Coda won numerous awards, including Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor for Troy Costuer, and Best Adapted Screenplay. All right, so first off, we watched this movie together as a family just this last week, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, so what was your first reaction to it? What would you think? Well, it's definitely not a kid's movie, that's for sure. So don't go and watch this with your kids would be the best advice I would give. Because I, I like literally just turned around for entire scenes. So what age would you think it's appropriate for? Uh, like 14, 15 and above. What about you, Linnea? I think Evan's being kind of overdramatic, but uh, I'd say it's probably for like 12 and up. I don't think so, though, Linnea. Mm. I think, okay, now, is part of it just because you didn't like the content, or is it weird to watch a movie like this with your parents? Because when I was your age, I probably would not have wanted to watch a movie like this with my parents. <laughs> I don't care. Either way, I don't want to watch this. I don't like stuff like this I like normal fun family movies that you can watch with your family and enjoy and that you can watch with yourself later on and not have to look away so I was just, so like what, what parts made you look away like the kissing or the parents the parents Parents. yeah they were okay we'll just say the parents gets, get a little amorous in the movie <laughs> is that right yes uh, okay, he just so... doesn't like the second-hand embarrassment. <laughs> All I right. don't like embarrassment in any movie. Okay, that could be it, yeah. And there's some embarrassment for our main character. Yes, very much so. In fact, we should go through the characters. So so the story of CODA, and, and CODA, do you remember what CODA stands for? Child of Deaf Adult. Adults, yep, yeah. Child of Deaf Adults. So... The movie is a coming-of-age story about a young lady named Ruby. She's 17 in high school. She wants to head off to college, and her parents and her brother, so their family unit, they're all deaf, but she's able to hear. And so she's kind of living in these two worlds. Her her parents run a small business. They're, they operate a boat. They do fishing. She helps. And then she's also going to school at the same time, and she's really interested in music. Yeah. Yeah. She's a good singer. She's depicted as singing right away, but then as the movie goes on, it, she she decides to join choir, and it's sort of her stepping out of her comfort zone. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was there a reason for that? 
probably because everybody at the school hated her and thought she was a terrible singer, too, because her family is deaf. I think at one point she alludes to when she first started school, she talked funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But she was over that. So, yeah, we follow her through school. She uh, befriends the teacher, Mr. V, the, the choir teacher. He sees a spark of something in her and decides to help her out. From the second I saw him, I knew that he's like the mentor in the movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every movie needs a mentor, right? And he is the mentor. And, uh, yeah, she eventually, well, I don't know, we'll, we'll say uh, she eventually competes to try to get a spot at a college. So we'll leave it at that. You can watch the movie and find out what happens. So, mm-hmm. so let's see, this movie, uh, we have some family drama. We have Ruby's coming of age trying to get in the choir. We have the whole fishing subplot, you know, the business. Is there any of those storylines that you like the best or the least? Or what do you think? I like the story of Ruby having to pick between her own wants, like what she wants to do with her future, or having to like take care of her family and help them. Is it? <laughs> this is going to be a strange comparison. Is it a little like like Star Wars, where Luke wants to go off and <laughs> Star Wars? It's not what I was expecting <laughs> you to say there. <laughs> you know, Luke wants to go off and fight, and 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 and, uh, and Uncle Owen wants him to stay and work on the farm. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. My family wants her to be there to help translate what they're saying, translate what other people are saying, because they can't hear. And But she wants to go off like and start her own future and sing, because that's her passion. Yeah, one thing I was reading in reviews for this movie is that the deaf community found that plot point about the daughter always having to be there interpreting. They didn't like that because that's not really how things work. In uh, 1990, there was an act called the Americans with Disabilities Act. It stated that pretty much you always had to have interpreters there, that fa- family members weren't supposed to be able, or supposed to be relied on to do this, that you actually needed interpreters to do that. So they found that point of this movie to be not correct, and they found fault with that. What What, what do you think? I mean, I would agree with them, if that's what they think, because... How would I know about any of this stuff? Yeah, I did think it was kind of confusing how it seemed like the family was relying on Ruby to interpret, like, everything for them. Like, the one day she's not there, they get caught by some sort of, like, fishing guard or whatever. So I was like, how were they doing this before Ruby was born and able to talk? Yeah, I think it was probably just written that way to add to the drama. You know, you have to Mm -hmm. manufacture some drama. It didn't bother me. I'll give it a pass. But again, like just like Evan said, I I wouldn't know any better. So, so I just I just wanted to point that out. That's that's one thing that uh, that people th- sort of didn't like about the movie. But but one thing that people did like is that the main cast, the mom, the dad, and the brother, all are actually deaf actors. So that's very important for for the deaf community and for deaf representation. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like that there was one section of the movie where they just completely turned the audio down, like while Ruby was singing, and it was from her family's point of view. Like it just made you like feel what it felt like to just be there and not hear anything. <laughs> it feels very lonely. <laughs> and they well, were from talking- our from our point of view as hearing people, it felt lonely. But to them, it's probably normal. They were talking about what they wanted to have for dinner. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah, I did like at the end, 
at one point near the end of the movie when Ruby is singing, uh, she starts signing what she's singing so that her parents can be involved. I thought that was a nice touch. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Did this movie bring you any waterworks at all? Any tears at the end? Yeah, I was crying when... When she was singing to her dad, I never cry movies. <laughs> yeah, Evan. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was tearing up right at the end. I mean, it, it's weird. You, a movie like this, you you almost know how it's going to end, mm-hmm. and at the same time, I'm like, oh. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the subplot with the choir director. Now, Evan, you were in choir this year. Is this is this choir director like your choir director at all? Uh. Actually, I was thinking that through the movie. This guy is like more of a like teaching through like <laughs> getting like really close with your students and like helping them out. The choir teacher this year, while she did do that, I feel like she was more like getting everyone in the choir involved with each other and then instead of like focusing on one person at one time. He reminded me of my fifth grade band teacher. How so? I don't know. They just had like the same way to teach people like they're kind of mean about it but at the same time really helpful yeah do you think it, it's that drive maybe they, they have that drive and they want you to really succeed and they mm-hmm. want you to want to succeed they don't want you just sort of half-ass it right yeah do you think the title of this movie has sort of a double meaning have you noticed that at all no. not really <laughs> so coda of course is is child oh, of deaf yeah. adults but coda is also a musical term yeah i didn't realize that huh I did not know that. And the musical definition is It's like it's like go to a certain place. Right? Yeah, so it's it's a passage that brings a piece or movement to an end. Oh. And I think that perfectly fits with this movie. It's it's a passage, this high school girl going through a passage and it's bringing this part of her life to an end and moving on to a new part of her life. So That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I and I guess when I first saw the movie, I thought I was only thinking of it of of it in the second meaning. What I just said, I didn't realize that it meant child of deaf adults. I never <laughs> even knew that until Mom said that, and I was like, "Oh, oh, that's interesting." So yeah, I, I didn't know either definition. <laughs> the whole time I just thought, "Oh, this sounds like Cody," which is a book we reviewed earlier. So this movie won Oscars for Best Picture, Best Supporting Actor, and Best Adapted Screenplay. Do you think it deserved those? So, uh, and I should say for the for the supporting actor, it was the dad. Oh, I think they were all good roles and good actors and all that. Yeah. It's funny to see the dad, uh, the the actor who played him, 
His name is Troy Kotsur. Yeah, Troy Kotsur. It's funny to see just normal pictures of him because in the movie he looks like this, like, I don't know, just a guy you'd see on the street and you wouldn't give your time to. Like, I don't know, he looks so... <laughs> He looks so unkempt and kind of... He would see a guy that you would see, like, holding up one of those homeless signs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just, it was so weird. So it was a great makeup job for him. But, yeah, I mean, you know, in, in real life, he's just a normal, good-looking guy. He's He's been acting for 30-plus years on stage. And, yeah, and so it was a well-deserved win for him. So I really applaud his performance because it, it was great. I loved him. Marley Matlin did a great job as the mom. And I think the young uh, lady who played Ruby, she's an English actress. I think she did a great job too. So you know, learning learning sign language and and working with these deaf actors. We saw a deaf family or like a deaf kid with their family at a diner today. Yeah, just today this this morning we were out for a for a brunch and yeah, that was really cool and the. I really enjoyed how the little brother and sister were just, they were just really talking and talking and talking and going with each other. And, and that was really cool to see to see the older brother. He looked, what, maybe seven, eight, do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the girl was probably five, maybe? Yeah, I would say. So, yeah, it, it's cool to see just their interaction in real life. You can tell that the brother really enjoyed talking with her or signing with her. But also he was, you know, you could see, I could tell that he was speaking because he was talking with other people. So, so yeah, it, it's cool that there are movies out there for for people who are deaf and we definitely need more of that because there aren't, they feel few and far between. Now, I mentioned that this this Tony, the guy who won the, the Best Sporting Actor, you know, as I said, he's been acting for 30 years and there are just troops that do, you know, there are acting troops that are just for deaf people, but it would sure be nice to bring them more into the mainstream and yeah. I and I hope this movie does that uh, the fishing part of the movie you know this family was a fisher fisher family they're out there what what did you think of that did that seem realistic I mean I don't know anything about fishing yeah. communities <laughs> the the author or the 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 person who wrote this story uh, is actually from Massachusetts and they grew up in a fishing uh-huh. community so that I'm guessing that's probably why this was set there and and it sure felt real to me Mm. yeah i I felt like something that could have happened it looked like the city isn't old enough with all the fishing what's that we were talking about it looked like the city isn't old enough oh okay okay gotcha uh do you guys have any thoughts you want to share about the movie (sighs) there's a lot of business stuff involved with it like with the whole fishing company and stuff and do you mention that because, why wow, you found it interesting, boring, what? I thought it was interesting, like, hearing or, like, seeing deaf people's reaction to all, like, the fishing incidents happening around them. Yeah, it takes, uh, you know, it takes a lot to run a business, especially a business like fishing where you're, it's grueling work. And then here are these people who are deaf and having to, to do it all. And no one around them was really... Uh, interested in talking with them or helping them out or I mean it, at least that's the the picture I got it it felt like they were just kind of there and Ruby was always having to interpret for them and I guess in the beginning of the movie they they kind of feel like or they are shown to be sort of on the fringes but then by the end of the movie after the dad kind of stands up and tells off the government agents what he thinks you know that you can see that they're 
they're being they're starting to be more accepted. Yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, a little discussion of some of the ideas and things we thought about Coda. So wrapping up, uh, scale of one to ten, what do you two think of this movie? I'm gonna give it a seven. I'll give it an eight out of ten. I'll give it an eight point five out of ten. I enjoyed it. Thought it was good. I thought all the actors did a great job. I can see why it won the awards it did. Uh, the the again the father did an outstanding job. I thought he was he was great in his role. And, uh, yeah, Best Picture, I mean, this is the kind of movie that, I don't want to say usually wins Best Picture, but, yeah, it's it's a movie with, you know, family drama and, you know, someone striving to break the odds and do something new. And so, yeah, I can I can see how, how this uh, topped people's lists. So, yeah, I would recommend it. It's on Apple TV+. Plus. So, yeah, go out and check it out if you can. All right, now it's time to move on to... Fortune Cookies. All right, fortune cookie time. What did you two get? I got focus on your long-term goal. Good things will happen. Man, it's nothing gets in the way of your vision of yourself in the future. It's all about future. Okay, mine I got a few weeks ago, but I guess it works with Coda. You'll see why in a minute. Want to catch the fishes? One must go home to build the net first. <laughs> I like that. Oh, I just kind of go with Coda. It's like thinking about the future and fishing. Mm-hmm. All right, that's our show for this week. Thank you so much for listening. You can find us on the web at lunchboxreaction.net. Find us on Twitter at lunchboxreaction. My name is Brian. I've been joined, as always, by my co-host, Evan. That's me. And Linnea. Goodbye. We'll see you all next week at the lunch table. So long.